whether it's taking care of family. Ugh, Mikey, stop harassing your sister. Climbing the corporate ladder. Yes, yes, yes. We need to create a new spreadsheet for the project. I know, I know. Or even taking care of loved ones. I'm here for you, Mom. You have to put you first. It's the Know You First podcast with host Amanda Smith. Hey, you all. Welcome to episode 10 of the Know You First podcast. How's everyone doing? I want to do a quick pulse check. There's just so much going on in this crazy world of ours, you know, just mind boggling. Every time you turn around or just when you think the climate has mellowed out a bit, we are hearing of yet another tragedy, whether COVID is a culprit or another life has been taken by excessive police brutality. You know, pick your poison. We are just unable to catch a break these days. And since we are still very much dealing with this health crisis, uh, many of us are just going through it and we're not okay. Simply put, we are burnt out. And this is the focus of this week's show, Beating the Burnout. I'm going to share some resources on how you can cope as well as thrive while managing your stress. You know, stress is that word alone is such an understatement these days. You'll also hear from actually one of my old friends in media who works for one of the most prominent media companies in the country. And he works in HR, overseeing HR in diversity issues, and will share insight on obtaining some balance in your life as it relates to these long hours everyone's putting in. So breathe, exhale, inhale, and let's get into it. The Spotlight. My spotlight this week is a book called The Mind-Gut Connection, brilliantly written by Emron Mayer, who is a neuroscientist, editor, and a gastroenterologist. He weaves in the correlation between the brain and the gut and has a great theory on, you know, what we put into our bodies is reflective of what comes out of it. But it makes a lot of sense. And I wanted to spotlight this book because, you know, we're oftentimes, whether it's something that we feed ourselves or the surroundings in our environment, we can't really operate in excellence and produce excellence if we have toxins around us. And he specifically talks about the brain and the gut, how that correlates and works together. He studied mind-brain interactions. Uh, his work goes back 40 years with a particular emphasis on the bi-directional communications between the brain, the gut, and how the two work together. Uh, it's, a, it's pretty deep. It's scientific um, in itself, but it is also very fascinating. Because when you start thinking about what you put into your body, and sometimes when you put really nutritious foods and um, other good things that are, are healthy for our body, you know, we immediately feel better. Our endorphins go up. We feel better. So it made a lot of sense. And of course, he being a scientist uh, and a neuroscientist, he was able to share a little bit more detail on how that works from a biological standpoint. I think you're going to enjoy it. I certainly did. Learned a ton. Emron Mayer is respected in the scientific world. He has authored more than 300 scientific publications and several books. 
and his research has been supported by the National Institute of Health. So yeah, I'm getting a little uh, scientific on you all on this episode. I could not put it down. Definitely, I think you can apply this to what you're doing right now and, and really understand you know, what you're putting into your body does in fact impact you and uh, how you are carrying out your day and how you feel. So yes, mind-gut connection. Um, Imran Mayer, thank you very much for this contribution. And yeah, I will be spotlighting and sharing Imran's book on my Instagram. So let me know what you think. Exclusive guest interviews. When I was heading up the Alliance for Women in Media, I had the pleasure of meeting my next guest, Walt Sanderson, who was such a huge supporter of the work that my team and I were doing in women's leadership. And we partnered with Walt on a number of events, um, which were just absolutely fabulous. SiriusXM, Pandora, they took care of us. We are forever grateful. So shout out to SiriusXM uh, and Pandora for all of their support over the years. Quick story, though, uh, I would be remiss if I didn't Mentioned the time when the Jody Watley literally crashed one of our events when we were there in passing. She had just finished an interview on one of the channels and we had like a registration table that was set up in the hallway. And here she comes looking amazing in all her wonderful glory. The few folks behind her and she just stops and looks around and checks out all the commotion that our event was kind of staring up. And just literally asked me, what's going on? And I happened to look over to her and I'm like, uh, hey, (laughs) it was just so random and so great, of course, resulted in, of course, a ton of selfies and pics to kind of document the occasion in the evening. So, yeah, fun fact there. um, Good times over at SiriusXM. But Walt, Walt is the VP of HR Business Partner and Diversity Officer at SiriusXM in Pandora. When he bridges the gap between diversity and professional development, he does something quite amazing using HR strategy through both internal and external partnerships. I had an opportunity to catch up with him. He's a very busy guy and talk to him about uh, what organizations can do to take better care of their people. And he had much to say about that, kind of where we're headed overall, as we are trying to form these hybrid situations in the workplace, um, as well as providing insight on his personal self-care practices as well. You know, men out there, you can have self-care, self-love too. It's it's all right. So yeah, please join me in welcoming Walt Sanderson. Oh, it's my pleasure. Awesome. Well, look, I know that we kind of go way back. I know you and my husband go way back. Yeah. So I, I, you know, I appreciate all of, you know, the allyship and support that you have given me as I was executive director for the Alliance for Women in Media for two terms, which ended up being about four years. And we oftentimes had a lot of events at SiriusXM. And we thank you for your support um, on that project. So good to be able to have you back and working with us, you know, again, in this new space. And we still talk about the uh, Demystifying the Guy Code series that we did. That that kind of set the standard for uh, quality um, uh, networking opportunities to really expose the things that uh, women can do to help improve their uh, career standing by collaborating with men and what men need to do to help women. Absolutely. Um, So let me ask you, Walt, as an executive for a major media company, 
I just really want to know, you know, what your motivation is behind the work that you do um, as an HR executive. Let's just start there. You know, the main goal I have is to help the business with improving productivity. Maximizing productivity enhances the company's ability to meet the needs of three really key groups, shareholders, the listeners who are our customers, and, uh, and the employee base. So I put a great deal of energy into making sure that the right people are aligned with the right roles and that we're doing all that we can to make sure that our workforce reflects the listeners that we have to satisfy to be successful. You don't have the right content. People just won't listen yeah. and they won't pay the bill because they have lots of alternatives right. of things that they could do other than to buy our content. And what that actually implies is an extremely high emphasis on diversity because our listeners represent every conceivable demographic variable you can imagine. And I've actually learned about some new ones since I've worked here. because we, we cover such a broad waterfront in terms of what we offer from a content perspective. That is something that I love about SiriusXM because you do have a diverse offering of programming for, for everyone. And the work that you're doing as it speaks to, you know, health and wellness of employees and, and diversity and inclusion, I want to ask you, why do you think businesses to start looking at, you know, health and wellness? You know, we're now in this very unique space. Most of us are still kind of remote and we're trying to figure that aspect out. On top of our job, we can't compromise, you know, performance there. I'd love to just kind of get a sense of, you know, why you feel it's so important for us to be talking about wellness with our employees. You know, actually, I think it was important even before COVID, but it's actually much more important now because it's much more difficult to kind of build in the boundaries. When you had a physical space separation and a commute, it was pretty easy to say this was work and now this is not. But now things are uh, kind of blended. But in every case, everybody kind of brings their full self to the job, whether it's in an office or in the basement. And employees need to know that they have the flexibility to apply time and energy to self-care and supporting the needs of their loved ones without jeopardizing their standing with the business. While it's always been important, adding the layers of COVID, dysfunctional governance, and racial unrest, it's more critical than ever that we support employees' health and wellness needs. I'm, I'm really proud of a lot of the things that we've done at uh, SiriusXM Plus Pandora to really give people an opportunity to talk about the things that they're concerned about and to give them access to options to get help when things start to feel overwhelming, which is just very easy to do with this unprecedented combination of challenges that we're facing as a nation, um, as, as racial minorities, as companies, I mean, all of those things layered on at the same time is um, it's just really staggering. Yeah. And as you said, you know, this is a unique time. These are things we absolutely should have been talking about before COVID. But, you know, nonetheless, here we are. I just love to hear, you know, whether during your purpose finding journey, if you can tell us maybe a selfish moment story of your own where you had to just say, OK, enough is enough. I need to be well for my career. I need to be well for my family. Um, and really, what did that conversation look like for yourself? 
Well, you know, it's interesting. Um, I've practiced HR in a wide variety of industries. These last 14 years have been in media. But I can honestly say that dealing with people issues is pretty much the same in healthcare, mortgage banking, telecommunications, retail, or media. The cultures of the companies are different, but the issues are pretty much the same. And I think the one thing that I learned that I really would uh, look back on and change that probably had a significant impact on my own self, self-help, self-health would be if you know you're doing the right thing for the right reason, don't worry about the consequences. Hmm. And I know uh, over the years, I often would really stress over, like, I know I'm doing the right thing. I know I'm doing it for the right reason. But I'm worried about what the consequences are going to be, where I probably should have just trusted that if you do the right thing for the right reason, the chips are going to fall where they may. And you shouldn't worry about it because that additional worry, that additional stress, I'm sure it took a significant um, toll on me over the years. And now that I'm I'm looking back toward, I can guarantee I don't have a retirement date set, but I can guarantee (laughs) I'm not going to work as many years going forward as I have. (laughs) Um, You know, I didn't need to worry about some of this stuff as much as I did because the worry actually made it worse. Mm-hmm. I'm so I know glad it, you say Bob, that. Bobby McFerrin uh, was, I actually met him when he lived in uh, Minneapolis. My, my, my son and his son um, used, to, uh, used to hang out together occasionally. And I know it was not a favorite of his, but Don't Worry, Be Happy is actually a decent <laughs> song to kind of help you through these tough times. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm so glad you touched upon that because, you know, we conjure all this stuff up in our head, right? Um, we we worry about things. We're fearful about, you know, X, Y, Z. And really, I love what you say about if you know in your heart and your mind that you are doing the right thing, despite what may happen, your default is still going to be something positive and, you know, and with integrity because you've kind of thought through that process and ultimately you're doing the right thing. So, And I'm, you know what? If you thought about it, you probably wouldn't have done anything different, even if it brings a negative consequence on you because you'll figure out a way to get over that. Absolutely. We'll have more with our guest on the Know You First podcast with host Amanda Smith. And we are back on the Know You First podcast with host Amanda Smith. If you could tell us, you know, some of your strategies, Walt, on how you're balancing, you know, family, your career, your personal well-being. I know you're a granddad, you know, and, you know, how do you give some time to your family, but also cater to your employees and on the job? Well, you know, what's really interesting, and this was, I guess I could have predicted it, but I didn't. Not having the commute has added so much quality time to my day that if I have the commitment to use that time appropriately, uh, I can spend time with uh, with my grandchildren in ways that I was never able to do before because they would t- typically I'd leave before they woke up, even though they live close by, <laughs> be finishing yeah. their dinner and going to bed by the time I got home. But that's no longer the case. Actually, this past summer, my four-year-old grandson and I, he would come over like 7.30 in the morning and I wouldn't 
start work sometimes until 8.30 or quarter to nine. And um, at least three days a week, we would build a Lego together. Oh, wow. (laughs) It got to be pretty expensive because I think I bought every (laughs) Lego under $30 that was available at Target and Amazon and every place else I could find them. And then I took a picture of the model that we built and made an album out of it. Sometimes he and I will sit down and we'll just look at each of the ones that he'd remember the time we spent building it and where he put it or, you know what, I broke that one and I'm trying to put it back together. <laughs> and, and that kind of, I just never would have had that yeah. had it not been for the fact that I didn't have to commute. Right. And in order to get to work, I had to walk 20 steps instead of drive an hour and a half and fight traffic. Yeah, you really can't put a price on that quality time. And, you know, you add those hours up each week, each month, by the end of the year, that is a lot of wasted, wasted time, you know, I would say. So you actually wind up working a longer day, but not necessarily being as fatigued when you stop. Yeah. And having time to connect with family in ways that were just never possible before. Yeah, exactly. So in terms of, you know, beating the burnout, because, you know, right now people don't really know when to put the period at the end of the day. And, you know, aside from, you know, maybe working remotely and helping, you know, people out with their commute and their time giving back to to their day. um, Is there other strategies that you may have seen um, within the market or or maybe that you've heard that people are doing to, to help them with that burnout? I tell you, I've really introduced myself and the rest of the family to every manner of streaming content available. (laughs) If we just make commitments at certain times a day, we put things down and we'll watch something on, uh, on, on, on video. My youngest daughter, who lives in Boston, came down to help during a particularly hectic time with the grandkids. And she introduced us to the West Wing. And we made a commitment three nights a week that we would just sit down and watch an episode of The West Wing and talk about it and compare it to things that are going on now. It's amazing that that show is probably 10 years old. Yeah. And the issues that they were facing and dealing with really haven't changed a whole heck of a lot. Actually, yeah. many of them have gotten worse. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that's great that you say that. You know, I think that we're consuming content um, in a diverse set of ways now than never before. And I think that, you know, with this burnout, yeah, finding some things and some interests about you that you like and perhaps sharing with others to to help engage and just kind of get your mind off of, you know, that deadline that you, you know, have to meet or that contract that you need to get out the door you know, find some interests of your own. You know, we, for a while we were doing that, we were taking walks in the neighborhood, but I really was dismayed at how many people I saw walking around without (laughs) masks. And it made me think, you know what, I think I'll stay in the house. (laughs) Yeah, that's a, that's a deterrent. And another thing I started doing just lately, even though I don't have a commute, I'll get up in the morning and I'll drive, you know, five or 10 miles, which is with no traffic. Mm -hmm. And, and listen to the shows I would listen to during my commute. And it just kind of makes you feel a little bit more normal without draining an hour and a half out of your day. Absolutely. Well, I'm a big quote person. I love to be inspired. And I'm also fascinated with what inspires others. And so I asked my guests um, on the show if they could share either a quote or some words of affirmation um, that you can leave us all with that kind of gets you 
up day to day? Yeah, actually, I've, I've got a couple of them. Uh, my dad was an infantry officer, and he saw a lot of combat in World War II and in Korea. And that allowed him to kind of put things in perspective of what's really important. And I remember complaining to him once. We were outside working on something as a kid, and we were getting rained on. And I'm like, we should go inside. We're going to get wet. He said, son, it's only water. You won't have to sleep in it tonight. And no one is shooting at you. And as I thought about it, I said, you know what? It is really not that big of a deal. Right, right. Maybe exactly. I don't need to worry as much about it. And once you get past getting wet, you understand, you know, you will dry out. And you don't have to roll up and sleep in it. And if you raise your head too high, it's not going to get shot off. Right. This is a pretty good thing. <laughs> I think I'm okay. <laughs> yeah. Now, his father was a D.C. police officer for 30 years. Oh, wow. Okay. And I spent summers with him as a teenager, and he always had a project. He always kept me busy. So when I went down to visit him for the summer, it wasn't just hanging out. It was always something to work on. And he was very, very frugal. If he could make something, he'd make it. He was not going to buy it. So he was building a a fence, and he had to put hinges on a gate at um, at his property outside of Annapolis. And instead of buying hinges, he found some old scrap metal. I think it may have been uh, springs from a car. And he built a coal fire, and we were beating and hammering on this red-hot metal to bend it to make the gate hinge. And I didn't complain about it because actually it was kind of interesting because it's not very many people get exposed to some level of blacksmithing in these days. Yeah. But... Somewhere in, in the conversation while we were uh, beating on this metal, because it was like red hot, he said, son, it takes a hot fire to make good steel. Mm. And I've always thought that that's a great metaphor for welcoming tough challenges. Yes. Once you realize that they help build strength and character. Yeah. And, and that kind of goes with that um, quote, when iron sharpens iron, you know? Yes. I, I love that. Well, well, thank you so much. I, I really appreciate you coming on the show and sharing us some of the insight. Um, I hope at some point you come back on the show. Oh, you're quite welcome. You know, I'd love to. Um, I've been a big fan of you and your husband for a long time. <laughs> and I appreciate the work that you're doing and for thinking of me to uh, assist with. Absolutely. And, and with that said. <laughs> it takes a hot fire to make good steel. All right. Y'all heard that. Be that hot fire. Have a great week and we'll see you next week. All right. Sounds good. The Word. The Word. The Word on this week's episode is very special to me as it comes from the late, great DMX hip-hop artist icon who passed away way too soon last Friday, April 9th, at the tender age of 50. His music was certainly a part of my life. I can hear a DMX song and instantly remember some amazing moments that I've had enjoying his music. DMX was also quite spiritual and such an inspiration outside of his music. There's tons of uh, video clippets and just quotes that were thrown around social media and, and other outlets that really spoke to his soul, really. It really spoke to who he was as an individual, despite some of the challenges he was dealing with. His core was was truly spiritual and inspirational. Um, and that is why uh, my quote for 
The word this week is from the legendary DMX, and I quote, Anything that is not positive, I don't have the energy to focus on it. Anything that is not going in the right direction, I don't have the time and energy for. And with that, you know, what else really is there to say that sums it up very nicely on um, what we try to do here on the Know You First podcast, putting yourselves first. And I think his words said exactly that. So rest in peace, DMX. Uh, Thank you for your contributions to my life in this world. May your legacy live on for many, many, many years to come. So until next time, join us next week right here on the Know You First podcast. Executive producer and host, Amanda Smith. Sound engineer is Rashad Smith. Music by Motion Array. Know You First podcast is published by Wave Sync Media.